Welcome to the Confessions of the Eldest Daughter podcast, where firstborn quirks meet comedic perks. Now let's unpack this trauma. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of the Eldest Daughter. My name is Keandra and I am the host. And today we have another guest. So go ahead and introduce yourself and let the people know who you are. Uh, what's up, y'all? My name is Bruce A. Uh, for Keandra, she knows me as Charlene, so, uh, but don't nobody else call me that. Uh, I am, I am, wow, I'm a music manager. I have a clothing line as well, No Heart, No Hustle. Uh, I curate shows, I'm A&R and albums. I do business management, so just kind of all around in the entertainment world right now. Right, and so... I have known Charlene literally my whole life. Like she literally used to babysit me when I was little. So um, today it's actually kind of funny because we're talking the topic of the day, our topic of the episode is going to be the youngest versus the oldest. But it's just funny because she's been older than me my whole life. So it's going to be weird hearing her point of view as the oldest, being the youngest child, even though she's older than me. But whatever. So that's going to yeah. be the topic today. So, uh, Charlene, go ahead and tell, what was your experience growing up as the youngest child in your family? Um, being the youngest child for me was a little, it was a little much just simply because, uh, it was just me, my mom and my sister growing up. And so I we was, were I was, by the way, like, we yes, <laughs> same church. Yes. Like, like same, daycare, yes, like, same everything. Yeah. Um, but with with it just being us three, I felt like I always felt like I had to be like the protector of everybody, you know. And uh, especially after my sister had some traumatic shit happen to her, and I was in the house when it happened. Like, yeah, like that's when I became like super, super, super protective. So growing up. I did not have it the easiest because uh, I was the troublemaker. I was kind of, I was kind of the wild card, and I've always been like the wild card when it comes to my family. Um, obviously, I'm gay. I came out at like fifteen, and so really, I'm yeah. Trying, I, I don't think I knew what that was today. So I'm like, clearly, I knew you when you were fifteen, but I don't think I registered what that was back then. Well, I'll tell you like this, with with the small town that we came from, I didn't know either. Okay. I just, I, I like, I knew that I liked girls in the second grade, but I didn't know what the fuck that was. I just thought it was weird. You know what I'm saying? And I just never said anything. And so uh, then I moved to Houston. Mm. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 My first day at school, I seen girls on the locker and I was like, oh, okay. So it's, I'm not, I'm not, it's not just me. It's, there's more out here. So yeah, I was, I'm always the wild card. Even, even after I graduated, I left and moved out of state to go to school, <laughs> to go to music school at that when my dad wanted me to go to the military and my mom was just like stay in state. So yeah, it, it, it. I think that it could have been worse for me, but my parents noticed that I was really 
big on being responsible. I was one of those kids. I didn't like to disappoint them, even though I was outside, you know, messing up and everything. Like, I didn't like to disappoint my parents because that was that was like a big thing for me. I was like, they expected a lot from my sister because she was the oldest. But for me, it was just like, you're kind of supposed to be like her. So like, you have to do better, like period. And so that was that was like the, that type of pressure. That's interesting because now I want you to give like compare contrast you versus your sister. Well, now, I mean, like you know what she got going on versus what you talk ooh. about. Your yeah. So, my sister graduated top ten percent high school found her husband on Valentine's Day on 6th Street, literally spotted him. He was working the door at one of the clubs and said, this is her freshman year in college, first year ever, spots him on 6th Street. He says, she says, that's going to be my husband. He says, that's going to be my wife. They've never met. They meet. They are literally still together till this day. And that was like in 2003. They are married have two kids a boy and a girl you know he went to the military she wrote it out she's a teacher she's she's actually got a doctorate you know and I am the kid that dropped out of college <laughs> and said nah I'm cool I'm gonna just do music and get a regular regular job and now I'm still in the music industry I have a clothing line um I'm single. I have no kids. I'm not in a relationship. I don't even be thinking about a relationship. Uh, and I'm just, I'm just kind of out here winging it. <laughs> like me at 35, I honestly think it's crazy because my mom was 33 when her and my dad split. And for her to be 33 and raising a four and eight year old solo dolo in our town. I'm just so like, girl, bless you. Cause I'm I'm getting ready to turn 36 and I'm still kind of all like, yo, <laughs> what's happening? Yeah, still trying to figure it out. And, and I just, I don't know. And I, especially, yeah, come from my town. It's like anytime, like even, you know, when I was in the hospital, I had got so many DMs cause I had put that I was getting discharged and they were like, oh, you pregnant? When did y'all ever see me post? A belly, oh, a stomach, or <laughs> did I? <laughs> did y'all see some maternity pictures? Y'all think <laughs> I give hot my whole pregnancy and then pop out with a baby? Like, oh, Come like on, I Chloe. was really fighting for my life in the hospital. People just thought I was pregnant. People just immediately got no. pregnancy. So, like, yeah. So to have to be a single mom or just not be married yet in your thirties is like bizarre because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> in our hotel I guess but I don't know and yeah she 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 made it work with us though you know like I will say that we had a really good childhood in spite of not my my dad was around but he wasn't around around I don't ever want to discredit him and say yo he he went missing or anything like that but you know it was it was a challenge in in my younger years when it came down to custody because you know even me and my sister kind of just got to a point where it was all like, oh, we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to go out there no more, you know? Um, so that, that was, that was a bit of a challenge, but it was, 
it was for me, I just kind of felt like I'm, I'm not saying I'm dad. I'm not saying I'm the man of the house, but I'm, I'm saying like, I got to protect him. Like that's, that's me. Like that, that was my role. And I was just all like, "Mm." my dad was just, he was, he's, you know, (laughs) he was being him. And it was just one of those situations where I just, we just, we, we just decided as a collective, like, you know, let's work on that relationship a bit more before we start going there. Yeah. I think you're sound, you remind me a lot of my sister. I don't even know if you know, my sister is like 21 now, but she's probably a baby when you saw it. But (laughs) she's like the kind of like a very protective, like if I ever needed somebody to fight, if I was like, oh, I'm about to go fight. Like I know she'd be down. Like she's protective and then she also kind of just wanted to do her own thing um yeah. so if if school wasn't for her she, she's going to be the manager of this or whatever like she has a great job now she's a manager like she's doing great things probably making more money than most people who went to school right now yeah. or you know um doing things the right cookie cutter way isn't for yeah. everybody and I feel like as the oldest daughter, I'm kind of took like your sister's route. Like I went to college and, and I'll I try teaching for a while and I was coaching for a while. And now, you know, I'm working with special needs adults and it's just like, I, I'm tired. Of, and I feel like if I try to not really rebel, but if I do anything, I think like the whole people pleasing thing kind of kicks in and it's just like, no, they're going to be mad at you. Everyone's going to hate you. And so it's like, I try to stay on track, but I mean, I'll never forget. My sister told me, she was like, Keandra, you do everything right. And our parents still hate you. Not saying my parents, <laughs> but <laughs> like, my sister is definitely the favorite though. And she did. And she's the one who went, cause y'all know my dad's a preacher. She's the one who went and got all the piercings and tattoos and everything. And I, all I have is my belly button pierced. And when I got my belly button pierced, it was World War Three. But when my sister came back, she went to college for a semester, came back for Thanksgiving break, had three, four pictures in her face and everything. Everybody's like, oh, that's cute. That's different. And I'm sitting there like, bro. And she's like, girl, times are different now. You went to college 10 years ago because, you know, it's like a 10 year difference between us. And I was just like, bro. But when she told me that, like, that's just always said in my mind. I'm like, why am I trying to be perfect when I can just do what I want to do and be myself and be happy? And my family gonna love me regardless. Like, you know, just like they do her. But yeah, like she's the favorite. And then of course it's like my brother, he's like the only boy. So of course he's like the second favorite. And then it's just me. And it's just like, I'm expected to do great things. And if I don't, then it's like, well, Keandra will never get a man. We ain't gonna never get no great. It's just like, it's two other adults in this family. Like nobody's expecting my brother and sister to have some kids. But Lord behold, I don't have no kids and then I'm a failure. It's just, I don't, I'll never understand that whole dynamic. And it's just like, but anyways, so I say all that to say, with your experiences being the youngest child, how has that affected like your work life or, um, or like with your relationships, your romantic relationships? Like how has that affected that? Well, for me, My parents, especially, especially because I don't have nobody, my parents are like really, really supportive, uh, but they don't play about me. You know what I'm saying? So like, if I take you around my parents, 
and they hit me with the nah, you got to go because they about to make my life hell. They gonna make my life hell. Like, and, and because we, it, like, in my family, we got that energy where it can shift the room. Like, we walk in, and it's it's that, if it's a bad day, the whole room gonna be able to feel just that radiation. And so, if my mama don't like you, oh, oh, yeah, nah, nah. So, honestly, at, at this age, I've just kind of been like, I would like to give my parents, you know, another grandchild before they get out of here. But, you know, a lot of a lot what I do run into with dating is that I do wind up with the with the oldest and mm. it doesn't it doesn't go well. It doesn't go well because but the thing is is because they think they can big sister me or okay. they're not they're not they're not in their head in the position to, you know, it's just not, it's, they're not grown. I'm trying to be politically correct about it, but they just not grown about like themselves. Like, and I date older women. So I'm dating 36, 37, 38. And it's like, y'all are acting like I would perceive 27, 28 to be acting like still like, why are you not an adult? Why are you not understand accountability? And you're the oldest child. Like, you want me to say that? why? I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. When oldest daughters date, they need to date someone who uh, our love language is like nine times out of 10 is going to be acts of service. They want to mm. date someone who where they can turn their brain off and not have to always be that nurturing person for others. So when we date younger people or younger siblings who are used to having people do stuff for them, that's where we clash. Not saying that's your case, but every man I've dated who was a younger sibling, he wants to be babied all the time. But it's like, no, I want I never get to be babied. So the one time I want to be babied is going to be when I'm in a relationship. And so I think probably mm. why. Because mm. at least at least for me, at least it is with men. I don't know. Maybe that's my downfall though. Maybe that's my downfall because I'm the super caring one. I'm the one I want the I I want to give the affection. Right. I'm the I cook. I I excuse my language, y'all. I'm the dyke that does it all. You know what I'm saying? I cook, I clean. I'm I'm the one I'm going and get you flowers every week. I'm getting your car washing detailed. I'm doing the small romantic gestures. Like I do it all so that you don't have to worry about that. And so sometimes and, and like what do you expect from them though? Like what's your you level? What? And at this time, at 35, about to be 36, I am just now getting to the point of I'm the prize. You know what I'm saying? I'm just now getting to the point of, hey, you got to want me back. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I've, I'm a giver, you know, because that's always been me. I've always been the person. Let me make sure that this person is straight because I always was trying to make sure that my mom and my sister were taken care of. So there wasn't a man in the house. So if like, let me make sure that I'm taking, I bought my mom and my sister and my niece flowers for, for Valentine's day. But that's they know it, they know I'm coming with that. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a regular thing. So for me, yeah, sometimes women get around me and it's a completely different 
like thing. Like now that they have somebody that's going to do all of the nurturing and everything, which let me bask in it and not do nothing at all. Right. I think sometimes women, we love people the way we want to be loved. And when it's not reciprocated, then that's when the problem is. Cause I've, cause I've, I never forget, like I was in a relationship and like, you know, he cheated whatever. And I was like, I did this, this, and this, and this, and this for you. And he was like, I never asked you to do that. And I was like, excuse me. He was like, yeah, like all that stuff was great, but I never asked you to do that. And that's when it put things in perspective for me. I was like, wow, I was loving you the way I wanted you to love me and totally ignoring what it is. I guess you, I don't know what else you could have wanted, but I also didn't ask. I just assumed. So I think, I mean, that could be a whole nother issue and a whole nother podcast topic, <laughs> but okay. Well, I hear you. I hear you. Hopefully, you know, I mean, I feel like we, especially cause you know, it's Valentine's day just uh, passed and it's so crazy. I didn't even tell my siblings I was in the hospital. I don't know if they, if, even if they know or not. And a part of me, my grandma was like, well, why didn't you tell your sister? And I was just like, well, what could they do? Like, she can't come up here. Like, she got to work. Like, she got, you know, whatever. And she was just like, because she should know? Because she's your sister? And for some reason, that didn't register to me. And I guess whenever, when I went up there to the hospital, the last time I was at the hospital for something else, like I had a surgery, like, two or three years ago, my emergency contact was my sister. And I was mm -hmm. like, I'll put her as an emergency contact. And I was like, I must have been mad at my mama or my daddy or somebody. Because... <laughs> Two or three years ago, that girl was in high school. So what could she have done? But I say all that to say, it's so funny how like sometimes as older siblings, it's like we don't even see our sibling, our younger siblings, not as like adults, but as someone who could help us at a time of need because we're so used to being that person for them. So when I hear you talk about like, oh, like you're a protector, you buy flowers for your siblings and, and your nieces and all of that it's just it's fun it's nice to hear another point of view because I don't even think I mean maybe my brother would do that like my brother is protective when he's here but for the most part I remember fighting other people for them like I, when we was in school oh. I seen somebody push my brother I'm cheerleading skirting all in the stands fighting like <laughs> I just I, and I just always <laughs> just had that like mentality, like, and I've always been this height. I've never grown. I've been this height since I was eleven. Never, <laughs> but in my mind, I'm six three, and so it's like to hear. That's why I wanted to have this conversation to hear someone who's younger who was like, "No, I, I want to take care of my family too," and I take care of my family too. It's like a relief, and like maybe I need to talk to my siblings. They need to do better. I don't know. Because yeah, because. <laughs> That sometimes I don't play. Yeah, I, my sister I, don't play either. So maybe I need to spend more time with her because she don't play either. But <laughs> a big age gap. Maybe I and just that's, experience spend well. more time with her. Spend more time with her because honestly, me and my sister were not in the best place when she went to college. We're four years apart. You know, when we went to college and we moved and uh, you know when I came out, she, she, she wrote me something and, and you know, it hurt. Yeah. It, it was a lot. And then one of her friends actually came out mm. and yeah. So, and it was a guy. And so, you know, 
perspectives change. We start spending a lot more time together and like, we really like this. Like, I don't, I don't play, but honestly, my first fight ever in life, I, I might've been in, in first and second grade. I might've even been in kindergarten, dog. My first fight, I, somebody pushed my sister and it's two twins and I'm, I'm mobbing because, hey, <laughs> ain't nobody else here. And she's, she'll go off. My sister got the mouth, but I don't like her being the scrappy one. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody gonna go down I'll be all like, let it be me, dog. Like, no, you know? So that's, that's crazy. Like, and I'm the one, I have everybody's locations. You know what I'm saying? Like I can find everybody. I'm on everybody's emergency contact list. I'm the one that probably won't call if I go to the hospital because I'm like, I don't like it when y'all be worried about me, dog. Like, I don't like that shit. But for them, they know, like, my sister has surgery. I was with her literally every single day for, like, two weeks because she couldn't lift nothing. She could barely walk. Like, I was, I got up every morning and drove 20 minutes out, 20 minutes back, sat there with her for hours every day. So, <laughs> so that, like, yeah, as, a, as the younger one, I've just always, I don't know, I've kind of been, like, the young older sister that's what it <laughs> sounds the older like. young sister you know all of my friends like all of my close best friends they're all younger siblings and I never understood why I gravitated towards them because I have some that I'm like I have some friends maybe like one or two friends and we're all oldest daughters but that's like the one thing that kind of binds us together because we think alike and so when it's like mm. stuff like as far as like sense of urgency or you know just being reliable like certain traits of being the oldest daughters I feel like me and them relate but all my best friends they're all youngest daughters like I have one best friend she's like the youngest of six I have another one she's like the youngest I mean of like two but whatever I have another one youngest of like four and I'm just like how did I get all these youngest daughters <laughs> friends you know because most of the time I would think I wouldn't get along with them but then I also think about my role in the friend group. I'm always the planner. I'm always like, hey, guys, let's do this and this and this. Let's go to this. Um, but I just thought I was a type A friend because I'm a very type A organized person. Whole time, I'll just be big sister in my friends like I do my siblings like because I can't help it. And I hope they're not That's like right. by it. Normally, they just like <laughs> they send their money and they go about their way. And I'm like, hey, well, I got the money, you know. But then after a while, I'm just kind of like, well, dang, can y'all plan something? Or can we, you know? But <laughs> can we come together as a group? <laughs> can we come together and, and figure out something else? Because if not, if I'm going to plan everything, because then, you know how you be excited you, and you want to plan something and then everybody be like, no, nah, I want to do that. That would hurt yeah. my heart. Because I'd be like, what's thing? <laughs> like, suggest something. But you know, now, my friends are pretty cool. Like, we all, we this is probably like the healthiest group of friends I have currently, but I realized we had all went out to eat last night and I realized I'm like, bro, all of y'all are younger siblings. Like, I mean, or they may have like maybe like a sibling under them, but they're not like the oldest, oldest. Like I'm the oldest of six. None of them are the oldest of six. Um, so it's just kind of like, dang, like, I don't know. I always wonder how that how that happens. So how does that like, I guess like being the youngest, how does that work in like your friend groups? <clears throat> I'm still, they, <laughs> I'm always like the youngest, but the oldest a lot of times. I'm just now starting to get around the kids. That's what I call them. 
I'm just not starting to get around the kids um, because I'm just now starting to deal with uh, the music industry again. And a lot of these artists are young. And so a lot of them might be the oldest, but because I am the oldest person, they gravitate like that. Now, my friends that are my age that are the older ones, um, um, hey, crew got it. Crew, crew will plan it out, unless it's one of my gay partners. But other than that, it's all like, oh, crew will plan it out. She got it, man. Don't worry about it. Like, same thing as you said. Send me the money. <laughs> crew gonna get it done. Make sure that you're there on time, because I don't play about time, you know? And right. that's that's it. That could just be like a you thing, though. That might not be because you're like, <laughs> sibling though yeah i don't i don't i don't a lot of people think especially now when you look at me and my me and my sister people be thinking that we twins and i have to like one of my high school friends i, I was like oh think about it was it just me roaming around the hall it was like oh yeah it was i was like yeah fool it was that's not my twin before he was a part <laughs> okay so do you think well, I'm saying, okay, so based off of what you know and what we've talked about, who do you think has it worse, younger siblings or older siblings? And you can base it off of, like, your experiences, your sister's experiences or anything we talked about. I'm going to say it, uh, I'm going to say it in present day. Um, I think I got it pretty easy <laughs> because, like, even Valentine's Day, yo, my parents bless me with, like, three hundred dollars you know, know what i'm saying like and it's because you lonely and i think my sister might have got some flowers and uh thank you baby you know what i'm saying but the kids got something you know what i'm saying so she's kind of like especially because she has kids now that there are grandchildren involved it's me and the grandkids you know what i'm saying like so give, give your niece and your nephew uh money for like christmas or whatever i right, cool give money for christmas Oh, and here's a hundred for you too. Oh, but thank you. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, here's a here's an extra fifty because I gave him a hundred. So now I'm gonna give you one fifty. I know. You know what I'm saying? Versus my sister. It's a what do what do they need? It's never like what do you need? But also, man, they she's straight. <laughs> yeah. She's straight. I I know you don't need nothing. Like even now they're on like a nice little. A, a real nice staycation enjoying each other's company and stuff. Just, just I like, look at y'all. Let's be Enjoy nice. yourselves. You know, enjoy yourselves while I sit at the crib moment. Right. Alright, so I like to end this podcast with a confession and a lesson. So what is something you want to confess? It can be about anything or it can be about today's topic. Mm. I confess that younger siblings might be a little bit spoiled. Little. And my my friends will tell you, I wouldn't even admit a little bit. So y'all gonna take the little bit. Take the little bit. <laughs> younger siblings might be a little bit spoiled. Just a little bit. Okay. And then what is a lesson that you've learned? Uh, a lesson that I've learned. As the younger one, being the last person uh, in the family, dude, it is your job to kind of carry the legacy um, and not trash it. 
um, make sure that the, the ones that are after you know exactly where you come from. Like that, that is necessary being the youngest because they look to you for the wisdom. <laughs> like my, my niece and my nephew, they, they come to me for, for everything. So it's the, even though if you're the youngest, like, yo, make sure that you still out here spreading that. Good. That's your responsibility. <laughs> right. I never even thought about that. Cause I mean, cause I always think about like my younger cousins and stuff, but they be looking at me like, like an auntie instead of like a cousin. But like as far as <laughs> who's closer in age with, I mean, it's closer in age to them. They have like that better relationship because they're closer in age. So I can see that. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast. Um, Charlene, go ahead and let the people know where they can find you and follow you. Y'all can find me, uh, Y-U-N-G-C-R-U-S-A-Y, that's Young Crusade, uh, everywhere. Honestly, put it in your Google searches. Just put in Crusade, C-R-U-S-A-Y. You will find me. I'm the only person that should pop up. Uh, <laughs> and also, y'all can shop at the game, nohardnohustle.com. Yes. I want to thank her for being on today's podcast today and make sure you guys follow Coed Podcast on Instagram and I will see you guys next week. Bye.